When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Curry in his bag. I know my energy and never die. I need my inner peace and peace of mind. I'm making history with all the guys. I am not Watches. satisfied with getting by. Oh. For the momentum. The Warriors have responded. The past don't matter. We just got to raise our level of intensity. You know, they raise theirs. We got to raise ours. It's not getting any easier. It's only getting tougher. So, got to take that up another couple notches. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Hey, here's a question. Let me throw this out there right now. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Because the question was asked in the last segment, how many more Super Bowls will Aaron Rodgers win? I said one. You guys both said none. What superstars are done winning titles? Any sport. Superstars done winning titles. No more for them. Mike Trout. 888. He never won Jeez. one. 888. And he's done. He's 729. Uh, get traded to the Yankees. He'll be fine. 888-729-3776. 888-SAY-ESPN. You can also hit us up at Key J and Max. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. We're coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. So an ongoing question in these finals, is does Game 6 Clay show up? And in what game? Does it have to be Game 6? Say it's Game 3. Will he show up in Game 3? Here is Clay Thompson himself talking about how he gets out of a slump. That's the beauty of playing in today's age is you can go on YouTube and you can look up all your great moments. And uh, gosh, I'll probably just YouTube Game 6 Clay because... There were some very high-pressurized situations I was in, and I ended up shooting the ball well. And when you can do it, when your back's against the wall, you know you can do it at any given moment. So here's what Boston's strategy is key. And here's a stat that is really going to blow people's minds. And I said this yesterday about whenever you can get Clay to try to score off the dribble, it is a win for the Celtics. So Clay Thompson's three-point shooting these playoffs, 42%. When he doesn't dribble is what he shoots from the, from the three-point line. From the three, when he does dribble, 30%. It's a major drop-off. So how they get him going? You got to get him going in transition. You got to get him going easy. You got to get him with some set plays, some misdirection, where he can get some catch-and-shoot threes, where he can see the ball go in earlier in the game rather than late. Doesn't mean that he can't make momentum-like plays that can create – uh, you know, like the positive direction your team needs to go. But the more Boston can run him off the three-point line and force him to do things off the dribble, that equates to a win for the Celtics. Uh, Key, Jay, what yes. he talks about looking up stuff on YouTube. And by the way, kids nowadays, you don't even know. If back in the day, if you wanted to see, like, uh, you know, your favorite athlete who's not playing anymore or whatever, I remember they used to play uh, highlights of Muhammad Ali's 
title defenses in a McDonald's basement on certain days of the week. I used to run down there as a little kid, right? Now you go on YouTube, you see anything you want. So Clay says he goes on YouTube and watches, you know, big clutch games that he's had. Who was chaperoning what? those uh, McDonald's basement? Yeah. As, I don't know. I don't concern for remember. Okay. There was one on over on Lex. Anyway, <laughs> Key, what did you do to get yourself out of slumps? You know, I really never – I mean, because football is different. I depend on the coaches and the quarterback, offensive line, the other receivers to do their job and for them to throw me the ball. But Because I never had a case of the dropsies. I wasn't a – you know, I had glovies. But what I did have <laughs> – what I did have was an issue my first two years in the NFL where coming out of college – you get one foot down. I remember this. Yeah, and this. you're good. That's where the mark is at. In the NFL, you need to get two feet in bounds. And so what I would do because I'm tall, I got long legs. My first year, I, I screwed up a bunch. Yeah, it was muscle of, memory. You just put that one foot down, and it was like it was good. Yeah, and, and so I screwed up a bunch of conversions on third down, second down, whatever the case may be for first down. Because I put the one foot down, and I take this long stride. But next foot bounces out of bounds. So mm. Todd Haley was my receiver coach at the time. And so my second year, when he became the full-time receiver coach, they went and got these mattress-type things that they would lay out on the out-of-bounds line, Jay. And so we would just, after practice, stand there and go dead leg, bam, and I just oh. fall. Bam, without looking down at the ground, I just catch it. It automatically just boom. And so over time, that wasn't an issue for my next nine years in the league that I played, I probably was the best at the sideline toe touch. Key, how long did you have to do that before that just became secondhand nature? Man, like, I probably did it. Man, I probably did it. The, I probably did it the whole year after practice. So it really didn't start to. It started to kick in, but then I became a master at it. My third year, I was ridiculous. That's like a kung fu flick. Hey, hey, you hey, put hey, the mattress no, down no, and hey, do the I'm same thing again. Pull, pull, pull up, pull up, pull up the YouTube, dog. <laughs> That is, you I'm know what I mean? You see a dude hanging upside down and someone's it. like throwing plates at him or something in the kung fu flick, and that's how he learns a certain technique. That's the same type of thing. You put a mattress down, just dead leg, boom, down, and then uh, it do was, that it enough was, times, you got it. It, it, was, it was interesting because even when I wasn't near the sideline sometime and I was, felt like I was in the back of the end zone, but I wasn't near the back line, I would still go dead leg <laughs> <laughs> because it just was yeah. in my mind, in you know? Mind, yeah. yeah. I know a lot of times in college, my first year in the league, um, you know, we didn't have shooting machines back then, Key. So it was typically like those late nights where you come into the gym, but we had a crazy amount of managers. And they always, you know, like when you go to the gym and you want to lift weights and you, you put on 135 and you just rep it out. You know what I mean, Key? Like you're not doing it for like massive weight. You're just repping it out. They would literally have a ball in the hands of the manager and it would keep coming to you, keep coming to you. And that's what I heard that Clay Thompson's been doing. Uh, there's a machine out there called Shoot360. I did it when I was down in Memphis when we were down there for our affiliate 92.9, where literally it's a shooting machine, but it measures the angle of trajectory that you have on your arc, right? And it gets you to your optimum arc. It also measures where the ball hits the rim. So the percentage amount of times that the ball hits the left rim, to the right rim, to the front rim, to the back rim. And they always say you should be back rim on your shot because you look at the back rim for your shot. So what I've been hearing is that over the last couple of days that Clay has been repping it out at a high max degree on that shoot 360. 
to try to get back. And you could do things because it moves, right? The machine moves with you. You can do things off the move. You can do catch and shoot. You can do things off triple handoffs. It, like the technology is so next level these days. Nuts. That for a guy like Clay, that's how you get out of a slump. You go back to the thing that you've done the most, and that comes back to your repetition. And so that's where I'm curious to see how Clay transitions that into tonight. And that's why the sooner you can get him off in the game, in transitions, things where he can see the ball go in, that's where I think he'll play at a better degree. Jay. Yeah. I'm just breaking it down, Key. <laughs> you not like You're the worst, you? man. This dude, somebody, Yates, come get this man. <laughs> oh, crazy, dog. 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776. Which superstar is done winning titles? You guys say Aaron Rodgers. What does Albert in Florida say? Hey. What up, man? What's up, Albert? Hey, what's going on, guys? I actually was going to go ahead and say Aaron Rodgers as well, but I didn't want to, I wanted to kind of mix it up a little bit and say I think, in a sense, all the selfish superstars more so, we know who they are, the guys that are more so. Let me get my money. I'm going to go to the big market and play. That's not winning anymore in sports in general, whether it be basketball or football. You look at the last couple championships teams, whether it's Milwaukee, that was a team that was built. Hey, we're going to stick it together. Now look at Boston. Look at Golden State in the finals. Hey, we're going to stick together. We're not going to go play with our buddies. We're not going to go team up and just get our money. Those teams aren't winning anymore, even in the Rams. It's not about like just single players. Like, yeah, hey, this is this is what, this is win? what um Jay Jay has been talking about that that like it starts with culture. You can still pick up a superstar, but you had like the way the Warriors did it, you can do it. Or if the Celtics were to pick up a guy, but that's different than just throwing a couple what, guys what, together what? on a team. I didn't like really that. understand what I didn't really understand what he was saying. He was kind of muffled. He was saying that that superstars go somewhere to get their money. That the way you win no longer is a couple superstars getting together, right? Just jumping, getting the dough, putting it together. It doesn't work anymore. I think that's probably right. I don't think I, I mean, don't think any superstars have jumped to go get the dough, though. Well, not to get the dough, right? Yeah, that's because why, they get that's those why dough I was anyway. confused. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was confused on that one. But it's like even when LeBron went to Miami, like D Wade and Chris Bosh were already there, so it wasn't yeah. like you know two or three superstars. Well, like, no, no, hey, D Wade was Bosh came that like Bosh came with the Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but true. that was yeah. that was an exception because it's a Pat Riley, Eric Spolstra culture no, but franchise. Max. But yeah. but we just won we just won in LA two seasons ago. We got A D, he came. No, no. So oh, it has worked in the recent past, but it seems to be shifting. Like LeBron that was two and two years ago. LeBron and A D got together. By the way, K D and Kyrie and James Harden would have done it too if they didn't get hurt. They but got the, injured. I don't know right? if shifting. But that's part of it. I mean C P three Went to Phoenix. They got to the world championship. And win. that was one guy. I, I, I the rest you. of them were homegrown. Yeah. He just one guy went. Yeah. That's yeah. all. I think the Lakers are the exception that proves the rule in this case. They did win a championship doing it that way. They, they traded all their young assets basically for AD, and they brought in LeBron obviously already. But that's the exception. It seems like when you try to do that, the odds are not as good as if you just add that piece when you have the culture going. And it the just seems like this there. is all catered towards LeBron. It's all catered towards LeBron. Right? What is that, catered? I mean, the fact that we're talking about guys joining championship teams is all been LeBron going to win another championship? Like, man, we have to go to break. <laughs> One superstar <laughs> is changing teams, and we're not sure when Ooh. we'll actually see him play again. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. 
the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. The NFL doesn't want to hear about any other incidents post facto. A new lawsuit filed Monday against Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson alleges Watson has engaged in, quote, a disturbing pattern of conduct, unquote. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. And we are joined now by Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter. Good morning, Jeff. Morning, guys. What's going on? I just can't help it. Whenever I see Jeff with the palm trees in the back, it's like he's showing off a little bit, that whole backdrop. He does it every time. That's exactly what I'm doing, Max. He he lives this way on a day-to-day basis. What am I doing? Where am I? Why aren't there palm trees outside? He has a suit on. He has an AC on inside. It's Florida life. All right. Listen. No um, pants. And no no, pants. Let's be honest. Zero pants. (laughs) Jeez. Jeff, I'm going to read. you wear pants to work? <laughs> well, he always has his toes out in when he's in L.A. All right. I'm going to read you some stuff uh, from the New York Times, Jeff. Uh, get your reaction. Yeah. According to the Times, Deshaun Watson, Browns quarterback, Deshaun Watson, saw at least 66 massage therapists over a 17-month period. He booked massage appointments with at least 66 different women over those 17 months from fall of 2019 through the spring of 21. According to the Times, the list includes the 24 women who have filed lawsuits against Watson. So additionally to those, you know, not just those 24, there are another 42 uh, that with whom he booked massage uh, appointments with. The Times also reported that the Texans gave Deshaun access to hotel rooms for massage appointments and provided him with non-disclosure agreements. The Texans declined to comment on the NDA but said in a statement that they first found out about these allegations against Watson in March 2021 when the first lawsuit was filed. What are you hearing from around the league, uh, Jeff, after the latest Times report? Well, I think, Max, with what is obviously a very complicated situation with Deshaun Watson, you have to find a way to separate um, two two things here. And uh, it's not to suggest that either one is really on a great track right now. But one continues to be the criminal side of this and the civil lawsuits that uh, remain open. Now 24 women alleging uh, misconduct by Deshaun Watson. 
uh, on the civil side of it. And then, of course, on this other track is the NFL's investigation. Uh, it's, it's very difficult to wade into the legal side of this, especially considering two grand juries have, uh, have decided not to pursue charges uh, against Deshaun Watson. But on the other side of it is the NFL. And part of the reason, you know, continually we wonder about the timeline of potential discipline and the investigation that's ongoing. Well, part of that is that the NFL in the past with some of these investigations has had regrets about um, information surfacing after they ultimately levied their discipline. And in more recent investigations, they've been very careful to not be preemptive with their discipline measures. They are, they've decided very deliberately that they're going to stay on their own timeline, their own investigation, and come to their conclusion when they feel like they have all the information. This is a perfect example of that. A 24th lawsuit now filed against Deshaun Watson. The NFL now has the opportunity before it levies discipline to, to look into that as well. So when we wonder why the NFL is taking so long and quote-unquote dragging its feet, this is precisely that reason. And they, and they should, uh, Jeff, take their time in this situation. I think when, when this situation is so serious that you want to make sure that you get everything right and you hear everything from everybody. Uh, both sides clearly you want to hear from the women you want to investigate it thoroughly because when you are up to 24 women having filed a lawsuit against you and and that becomes something very serious now all of a sudden you're up to 66 massage therapists over a 17 month period of time that he that he saw now you also got an, an NFL club involved with with supplying mm-hmm. hotel rooms uh, allegedly to uh, Deshaun, and, and now you start to have to dive into that. NDAs are involved. I've never in my entire professional career has ever had to sign an NDA whatsoever at all under no circumstances with anything having do, to do with any team or any ball club that I ever played for in the National Football League. In fact, mm-hmm. when it became time to, when it was time to get a massage through the through the team, it was typically done at the facility, after practice, or on the road, at our hotels, in the room where all the trainers are at. So this is a little puzzling to me. Um, I'm just trying to Mm -hmm. wrap my head around it to really understand how the Texans would even be involved at all, get themselves involved at all with a player setting things up for them. Yeah, and Keyshawn clearly also creating questions about their level of awareness when it comes to 66 different massage therapists over a 17 month span um to your point you know i I think there's a public reaction for those that for some reason want to defend watson before everything comes out to say hey he can do whatever he wants uh to your point i've never spoken to an nfl player and i've spoken to hundreds over you know the span of my career that has ever hired that many massage therapists um in any capacity i it's yeah, it's ever. definitely worthy of our attention and cer- certainly something that uh doesn't necessarily go along with the the normal practices of an nfl player jeff I, you know i've gone through 10 plus surgeries coming back from my accident i spent my whole life pretty much training as a professional athlete i've had three massage therapists three like one at Duke, one in the NBA, and then one outside the NBA that still works in my body to this day. So just to add to your point that 
the team providing him with NDAs, uh, that's interesting to me. Like I would have my own team, my own mm-hmm. lawyer, my own manager provide me with an NDA. I wouldn't have the team do that. I mean, look, that's a lot to dive into. But I, I am curious to get your opinion, Jeff, on how the Browns are now feeling about their decision. And you can make the case that maybe right. nothing has really changed them from 22 to 24. But, I mean, the largest guarantee in NFL history. But now these, these accounts keep coming out. What are you hearing about how the Browns are feeling about their decision to buy into Deshaun Watson? Well, you know, again, part of what, what, what continues to feel uncomfortable about this whole situation is when you consider, okay, the NFL continues their investigation and that feels appropriate. The Browns essentially said, no, we felt like we did a pretty thorough deal here, uh, dove into this as much as we felt necessary, and we're comfortable signing him. And not only signing him to a contract, by the way, but let's also point something else out. The first year of his contract of this massive uh, guaranteed money is essentially, you know, a little over a million bucks. Okay, so what does that mean? It means that if Deshaun Watson is ultimately suspended, which many expect that he will be, he's not really forfeiting much money at all. Um, the, The contract is structured in a way that essentially it plans for a potential suspension. The Browns have said that that's not the case. It was more of a bookkeeping situation, but ultimately... Uh, if Deshaun Watson is suspended, he will not be forfeiting very much money at all. So in some ways, the Browns uh, don't have to say anything. They've already sort of showed it with some of their actions. Jeff Darlington with us, Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Um, All right, guys, look, there's no easy way to do it. That's a very serious subject, but there are more subjects we want to get to, so we're going to continue to follow the Deshaun Watson Watson situation as more news comes out. Uh, Let's play hot news or not news, guys. Hot news or not news. You ready, Jeremy? I, I wasn't ready until the music dropped. Drop, 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 drop. Now you're ready. This is sneaky hot news. Well, hot news. <laughs> hot news or not news time. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter. Aaron Rodgers says he will definitely, that's a quote, finish his career with the Packers. Hot news or not news. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's hot news only because we've spent the last two years wondering that very question. It doesn't feel like that anymore. This all seems a little bit anticlimactic, really, to be honest. The last dance was nothing more than, uh, than the last dance for Devontae Adams in a Packers uniform. But sure, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time saying that he's going to finish his career with the Green Bay Packers. I'll go ahead and say it's hot news. It is hot news, the fact that Tom Brady – Retired, unretired, and now he's going to get a massive, <laughs> reportedly $375 million to go into television once he retires. Do you think Aaron Rodgers will try and follow Tom Brady in those footsteps? Oh, I love that. I love that, Key. I love that I think process. He, he, go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, he'd be very good at it, by the way. You know what I mean? He, he, uh, he's one of those guys that, like, he says he, he – he, Perks your ears up when he has his press conferences. Nobody really dives into the game quite like Aaron Rodgers does, so I'd be into it. Yeah, I think it's hot news. I'm just curious, you know, if you want to retire there, your deal is still structured year to year. That makes it interesting. It creates a lot of uh, questions and drama around <laughs> each year point. when and, it's done. Jeff, and you know leverage I mean? and leverage at the you know for his next job. I love Key's point. You see Tom Brady get 375. All of a sudden, you know what? It pays to kind of be universally liked. Yeah, yeah, sure, I'll finish my career here. I'm not worried about making headlines for keeping you guys wondering. Bears lose OTA practice for on-field contact violation. Hot news or not news, Jeff Darlington? 
not news, honestly. I mean, like, I guess it's significant. We should care, but ultimately, this is uh, this this is kind of inside baseball sort of stuff. This happens from time to time, and uh, it's not great. It's a violation of CBA. Players don't love it, but you see discipline as a result. But I'm not really too into it. I'm gonna say not news. Yeah, it's not news at all. It's not that big of a deal. You you lose an OTA practice. What do they actually do? They're not taking guys down to the <laughs> ground. I mean, what do they do? Run into somebody? But this is what probably happened, guys. Is some poor guy who knows that he's probably not going to make it to to fall camp probably dimed him out. <laughs> I'll say it's hot news, hot news from the player perspective. You know why? We get the day off. I'll take a day off. Great. Yeah, not news. Sean McVay says OBJ crashed his wedding and Odell, quote, knows the expectation is you come to the wedding, you got to sign with the Rams. Jeff, hot news or not news? (laughs) You you know what? Like, not really. It's fun. Fun news, right? But I'm going to say it's hot news from this perspective. Like, the dude's a free agent. We're all wondering where he's ultimately going to sign. Yes, it feels like the Rams are the front runner in that Odell sweepstakes. By the way, it's not like he's going to be on the field anytime soon. But, like, it's very clear that Odell has a really good relationship with his head coach. And you know what? As we continue to wonder where he's going to sign, that's hot news. I'd be surprised at this point if he signs anywhere other than the Rams, given his relationship with an organization that, by the way, put him in the best situation he's been in in several years. It, it, it's, it's hot news simply because he crashed a wedding. And, and you would think that <laughs> I won a Super Bowl, which you do. Could I get an invite? But that was the case. Oh, yeah, OBJ is probably going to sign back with the Rams. Most likely, that's where he's going to go. They know more about him right now and in his career than anybody based on his injury. They're rehabbing him. He's doing terrific. I look forward to him signing at some point in time. Yeah, I, I would go hot. You ever crashed a wedding before? I crashed a wedding once. You guys ever do that? I, I Wait, showed when? up. To the wedding? Reception. Reception. In, in a hotel ballroom? Yeah, reception. Yeah, reception. Wait, no, 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 no. Right. Wedding not, not, crash no, or nobody, no? Nobody wants to crash a ceremony. Hold on, no. Jeff. Tell me how you crashed the wedding. I need details now. I mean, like, literally, we were just hanging out. And there was a wedding going on. We met the uh, guys earlier at a, a, a – yeah. the, the, the bachelor party was at a, yes. a restaurant. They were drinking. We found out where the wedding was. It seemed like a fun time. Everybody was having a great time until the, the, the bride – realized that we were there. Like, everybody else was into it. <laughs> what are those guys doing here? And she shut it down. What are those guys doing here? And the groom is like, yeah, and the groom is like, no, it's okay, they're having fun. And then he started to realize, uh-oh, here comes married life. Get them out of here. That but sounds I, like married life. I, uh, okay, That's guys, right. you got to go. The guys have no problem with it. The yeah, bride, you're, you're not on the list. Yeah. Get them yeah, out of here. Get used to that. Throw your friends out. Uh, by the way, one, as I'm walking out yeah. the door, though, I got myself a little cake, you know? I oh. Nobody Listen. Cake anyway, so what's the big deal there? Jeff, Debo Samuel attends but doesn't participate in mandatory minicamp. Hot news or not news? You know what? This is hot news. Uh, look, the guy requested a trade, and this does not say that this does not guarantee anything in terms of where his future is with San Francisco. But ultimately, you know, this accomplishes two things, the first of which is it avoids an 88 88- thousand dollar fine and people want to say hey that's chump change compared to the contract that he's potentially going to get maybe Debo disagrees and can think of some good things to do with $88,000 the second thing is it opens up a dialogue and this is probably the more important thing for 49ers fans this is a fractured relationship between Debo and the 49ers him showing up allows a dialogue to open up to potentially repair that so yes it is hot news even if it ultimately isn't as big of a deal as maybe it feels on the surface Mm. 
See, Dan, uh, 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 Jeff, it's not news at all. You mentioned the money. He's on a second-round contract. That's right. He doesn't have time to give them money back. He doesn't want to waste that money no matter what the future may look like. What if he doesn't come to an agreement with the 49ers? He needs to be able to live. I'm not giving him a dime back. I'll come in the building. No big deal. That's right. Thank like you, that. Thank you, Jeff Darlington, making us all feel bad about wherever we are because uh, he's in a better place. Somehow. All right, J.D. All right, that is Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL insider. As always, thank you, Jeff. Okay. Do you remember those parties, Key? Were you dancing so hard you'd just be sweating for no reason? Came from doing a Zumba class. <laughs> Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN hey. Radio Series XM Channel 80 and your smart speaker. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive can protect your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, ATV, RV, and more. In short, a lot of things. Bundle today at Progressive.com. So, uh, see, Dan, uh, 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 Jeff. <laughs> Jeff? Who what? you made the call? Who? You call, you call Jeff Dan? <laughs> yeah, because talk, we talked to Dan so much. Yeah. Orlovsky. Yeah. Dan, no, one uh, syllable uh, Dan word. Graziani. One we syllable uh, played, name. Dan who? We played a Dan who? Play the game. Graziani. See, Dan, Graziani. Uh, uh, Dan Graziani? Uh, yeah, I call him Graziani. Graziani. There's more than one of them. <laughs> Is that plural got... for Graziano? <laughs> I say Graziani. <laughs> Kid, I say he's got to make up nicknames for people. He's like, oh, hey. D- I'm Italian, D-G. man. What you think? <laughs> so, <laughs> Key, I, I teased it. It's a tease in the business. I said, Key says there's a, an NBA star. See how he set you up, Key? An NBA no, star. because I'm going like to clean Rogers. it up real fast. I know that game. <clears throat> so apropos of nothing, here is LeBron James oh. uh, on the shop trailer. Listen to this. Of the teams left playing, which one would you want to play for? Yeah, they'd be going safe. I would love <laughs> getting into a pissing match with Draymond. I love when somebody cuts me out. All right. So... Are Max, are you implying that Key is... Uh... Uh, Matt, let's ask Key. Okay. He's right here, hmm. or 3,000 miles away, but right here. Key? Yes. What do you think about uh, LeBron James, first of all? Does he have something in common with Aaron Rodgers? Well, yeah, because he's a superstar. And superstars in certain situations got to stay relevant. Even though LeBron James is one of the biggest superstars in the world, you still want to keep your name out there. You still want to be out there. It's perfect time, although he's doing a shop where it's part of his production company, executive produced it, the whole deal. He's talking about playing for the Golden State Warriors. Who's in the championship? The Golden State Warriors. So you're having this conversation. The first thing we're going to do, we're going to start talking about it. What do we do when Aaron Rodgers talks about something? The first thing we do, we start talking about Aaron Rodgers because he said something. So LeBron James does have that on par with Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he's nowhere near as egregious as Aaron Rodgers when Rodgers does it, but he's a superstar. So that's what happens with superstars. They like to keep their name out there in situations because that's just what it is. He's not necessarily hijacking the playoffs or the finals, so to speak, but we do know where he's at. We are talking about him. Doing, he is taking our time away from talking about the Golden State Warriors and Steph Curry and Draymond Green and Boston Celtics. We're mainly focused right now on this particular conversation about LeBron James wanting to join the Golden State Warriors if he had his opportunity to. That would be a team that he would play for. LeBron See how James, I clean that yeah, up? Yeah, you clean that up quick, Key, which is smart. LeBron James ain't going to Golden State. No. LeBron James staying in L.A. And yes. for me, as a hooper right now, it, like honestly, 
I feel like at times I'm really tired of talking about the Lakers, Max. Like, hey. it, 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 well, hey, Key, they ain't nowhere close to the NBA Finals. It doesn't so matter, though. It's the Lakers. It, it, it does matter. Cause you talk about, I, let me tell you. I've, heard, I've heard this story before. I've heard that you LeBron wants to play with Steph Curry. I've heard it before. Yeah. Like, it's taken up too much of my brain capacity back then. I ain't going to let it do it now. Yeah. Yeah. Brain capacity? You can't hold that thought for a second and then think no, of something I, else? It's not deserving of me holding the thought, Max. Oh. But What's look, deserving of me holding the thought key is talking about what's going to be with who the next superstar is if Jason Tatum or Steph Curry that. win the championship and the culture that they built, not LeBron James. And is LeBron done winning titles? But look, there's three teams in professional sports. Your ass going to talk about whether you want to or not. Number one is the Lakers. Number two is the Yankees. And number three are the Dallas Cowboys. Whether you want to or not, those three are always going to be discussed no matter who plays on their team. I don't mind discussing it, but at what rate I discuss it, I can choose that. So, like, my thing is, like, if if we're talking about Darvin Ham getting a new job, okay, cool. Like, that's that's a monumental thing that's happening for the Lakers. But LeBron James saying out of the teams that he would like to play for, like that's a, that's a catchy thing to get your attention. That's a shiny hey, object. Like, I'm not. Jay, Jay. I, I, but Key, I'm not Guess doing what? it. I'm Guess not what? doing it. Well, no. it's Duke. By the way, you put Duke on that doing, list. What, what are you talking? doing right now? Yeah. You're no, doing it, Jay. You're doing it. No, you're doing you're, 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 it. No, you you're doing friend. it. You're doing it. You said no. LeBron James. <laughs> I didn't say LeBron James. You were talking you, just now. You just said LeBron James and Aaron Rodgers I, being relevant superstars. But you shop. just said LeBron James out of your mouth, and you said you were not going to do it. Because and I'm, you're doing it. And by no. the way, expand it to college, Don't Duke you. and Alabama. Expand, yeah, not, if you the expand same. not not what, the same. What do you mean? I'm saying national I mean, his, brands I'm that you about, wind up talking about. I'm talking about historically, no matter yeah. what. No matter what. Yankees, right Cowboys, here. Lakers. Yep. Yeah, yep. no matter what. Yep. But, yep. but but this is – my thing is that, look. And man, when you talk about players – I'm going to sound like the grumpy old man here, Key, and I know it, and I'm cool with it. I'm with it. All I'm saying is we've already discussed so many times, would LeBron James go to Golden State? What would it look like? Oh, he has this infatuation with Stephen Curry. So, like, what, now we're going to take up more time discussing it again? No. He, if he I'm keeps not. sounding like a grumpy old man, they're going to kick him out of the metaverse. That's no place for grumpy old men, Jay. You're going to have to give back your NFT. You're, you're, is that something? You're, you're Did lack, I say that your right? Your lack of knowledge around that subject matter is shocking. <laughs> you know, you Let me get, get that Jay. NFT right back. <laughs> you know, you make Jay mad when you start poking fun at him. <laughs> He's a grumpy old man. At least just use the terminology correctly. Damn. Yes, the He's universe is a metaphor. Man. There you go, Key. <laughs> yeah. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Bitcoin, guy tells me how brilliant he is yeah, all the time. Bitcoin, but it doesn't seem brilliant crypto. when he talks about the metaverse. All that. Computers, how, everything. How will the officials <laughs> handle Draymond Green after his Game 2 comments? That's after Jay has this from Straight Talk. Oh, straight Talk, Straight Talk. I'm talking about the Celtics and the Warriors. They make you That's hand it. in your NFT, you keep this up. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 
Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. You either have to completely ignore Green, his antics, and his disruptions, or we're going to confront him every single time he runs his mouth. Nobody's paying to watch this stuff to see guys get thrown out of the game and you not see the game you want to watch. You do have to be diligent. No, or you somewhat, don't. Man, no, look. You don't. Okay. No, you don't. So, you got to be who he is, Jay. What? <laughs> Tell him, Warren G. The best part of this whole song, it's a tad bit late. <laughs> now, they, now they're yelling and they're screaming, it's a tad bit late. Mr. Warren G. Keyshawn J. Willimax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. You know who I got into this song? You know, remember Brian Kenny? Yeah. Right, from, and he does MLB Network now? Yes. Oh, yeah, Brian. I had Brian grooving to this song. Back in the day, we were doing Friday Night Fights together. Brian Windhorst with us now, ESPN NBA insider. Wendy! There he is. What's up, guys? What's up, Wendy? How you doing, brother? <laughs> Wendy, what are you expecting? I'm on to- the street in Boston. It's game day. Oh, we have a live delay, boy. Wendy, what do you expect from tonight's Game 3 when it comes to how the Celtics handle Dre and Draymond Green and his antics, for lack of a better word? Well... Yeah. First off, we're going to hear in a probably about an hour and a half who the, who the officiating crew is tonight. And I expect Scott Foster to be named the crew chief, not Ooh. because of anything that happened in game two, but the normal rotation, Scott Foster usually gets game three so that they can bring him back in a game six or seven if they want to. And, you know, Sheriff Scott Foster is going to take control of this game tonight if indeed he's the crew chief. And the second thing is, I think the Draymond technical stuff is massively, and I'm going to say it, Again, massively overblown. Draymond doesn't get that many technicals relative to that many games. There's been 18 playoff games. He's got four technicals. He had 14 technicals in the regular season. Dray, uh, State, uh, Jason Tatum had 13 technicals in the regular season. Okay, This game was not decided by Draymond pushing Grant Williams or a little technical foul or whatever. It was decided by the defensive strategy changes overall that the Warriors made. And the turnovers that the Celtics had. So I think the crowd will be into it. It'll be the crowd versus Draymond tonight. But this is not going to be about Draymond Green getting a technical foul or whatever. But, Wendy, I would disagree with you slightly because I would say I think one of the reasons why it is massively overblown is because Draymond went on his podcast and he spoke about it. It's almost like he brought more attention to it because that created another layer of narratives that the media discussed afterwards so I, I am curious if Scott Foster is going to be the lead referee tonight. Like, you know, does that create a little bit more of a predetermined, like, hey, we're going to make sure that those antics don't really happen as much to kind of hinder anything getting out of control? Yeah, I think Scott Foster, if he is, the, you know, again, if, I don't yes. know for sure yet. If he is, I think he's going to set the tone that he's not going to take, he's not going to put up for shenanigans. He's going to want... Straight basketball. That's just going to be the way it is. That's the way most games are. And like for yesterday, Ime Udoka said, well, I'd have gotten a double technical if I was a player. You know how many technical fouls Ime Udoka had in his 350-game career? He had six. Ime Udoka didn't even get double technicals. This is a, <laughs> this is a distraction. And with all due respect to Draymond Green, 
and his podcast, it's a distraction. It's a distraction away from the nitty-gritty, which is, will the Celtics take care of the ball? Can the Warriors get something going um, for somebody other than Steph Curry? Um, you know, can the Celtics, you know, get their offense going and spread the floor back out after the Warriors bothered them a little bit with their defensive changes? I really think that the Draymond technical stuff is a complete, you know, second or third level story onto what's actually determining this series. Brian Windhorse, ESPN NBA insider, joining us here on Keyshawn J. Will Max. Wendy, I am curious to talk about who is going to be that second player to get things going offensively. Obviously, you have Wiggins, you have Jordan Poole that came on late in game two. But Clay Thompson, you know, four of 19 in game two, uh, there's an incredible stat that off catch and shoot threes, he's shooting around you know, 42%. But when he's doing things off the dribble behind the three-point line at 30%, how do they get him going? What's the latest around how Clay Thompson arrives to the NBA Finals from a shooting perspective? Yeah, I think he was forcing some shots. I think he, he, he felt the need to, to get into the action, and he took a number of contested shots that are not normally a part of the way he operates. And really what kind of happened in Game 2, and look, the Warriors won the game, so ultimately great on them. But they won the game because they created 33 points off of turnovers. Um, when the Celtics have 15 or fewer turnovers in the playoffs – they're 13-2. and two. When they have more than 15 turnovers, they're 0-5. I think in the broadcast tonight, we should put in the corner a running number of the Celtics' turnovers. Mm. The, the Warriors won that game because of the points off turnovers. And the reason they needed those points off turnovers was because they didn't get Clay and Wiggins involved. And so they need to go back to their motion offense in the second half. You know, Steph won them the game. And you give them credit for that. But they had to go to straight high pick and roll. Uh, they weren't able to run their motion because they couldn't get, you know, Clay wasn't effective. The Warriors are at their best when everybody's touching the ball. The ball's moving around. They're passing, relocating, passing, relocating. And it's Steph and Clay and Jordan Poole and Wiggins. Um, I think those are the factors that, uh, that you'd like to see tonight. And Clay doesn't have to score 30, although I'll point out he had 32 in the closeout game against the Mavericks. It wasn't like. He has to go back six months to where he has to find a quality performance. It could very easily come tonight. I just don't think the way that the Warriors played offense in Game 2 is going to be effective enough to carry them through this series. Tremendous stuff, as always, from Brian Windhorst. Thank you, Wendy. Live from Boston before Game 3 of the NBA Finals. I love that idea to keep a running tally. We should do that in all series, right? Like find the key stat and then have a little tally in the corner. Uh, Anyway. Well, We'll do it for tomorrow. We'll continue to get you ready for the NBA Finals. Game three tonight. Ooh, we're going to break it all down. That's next on ESPN Radio. Yates, this is where I get caught with about an extra 10 seconds too long. Just keep... And Sirius XM... Buster it out, Max. Yeah, just... Channel 80! What are you going to do for the next five seconds? After this... Jeff... Thousand points of light. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.